0: Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930
1: present The Drive. It is Friday, January 19th. Your drive begins now on ESPN, 94.1 in AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. For the next hour, we're going to look back at last night's basketball action. The Marshall men on the road at Old Dominion while the women were defending the home court against the Monarchs. And the women get the victory 90-60 to against Old Dominion, which marks Marshall's best start in conference play in 35 years with a 6-0 record. We are going to break that down a little bit little bit later on with Kim Caldwell. We'll get her thoughts also. Abby Beeman and Meredith Mayer. Beeman had a triple-double. 15 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. And Mayer achieved a career-high 20-point performance. Great game last night for the Thundering Herd. So we'll talk about it. But we got to look back at what happened last night between the men. Marshall going into Norfolk, Virginia, to take on the Monarchs. And Marshall goes in the half with a four-point lead. And then that just evaporates. Marshall got outscored in that second half, 57-28. It was not a good performance. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni in just a few minutes. Marshall got outscored in the paint, 42-26. to 26. Marshall got outscored. As far as turnovers were concerned, 19 to 4, Marshall had 15 turnovers. Old Dominion only had 7. Second chance points 20-11 in favor of Old Dominion. Fast break points 15-5 in favor of Old Dominion. Bench points 21-14 in favor of Old Dominion. Marshall in that game shot 22 of 64, 4. Are you ready for this? 34.4%. Three-point line, they were 7-32, 21.9%. They were 2-18 of 18 in that second half for 11%. Free throw line, 15-22 there for 68.2%. Albina Anachilli-Killen leading the way for the herd with 21 points. Nate Martin had some foul trouble early, 12 points out of him. Camden Kerfman had 12 points as well, and then Kevon Boyle's had seven. Cameron Crawford had six in the contest. Wyatt Frixie's he chipped in four. Ryan Nutter even had a basket. Marco Saranic had two as well. So, not the best night offensively for the Thundering Herd. They got out rebounded by three, 46 to 43. Old Dominion was able to shoot 50% in the game. They were 14 of 40 in that first half. It could have been worse. They shot 35% in that first half. Second half, they shot 68%, 23 of 34, 50%, 37 of 74. The three point line, 10 of 23, including 6 of 10 in that second half. Free throw line, they got to the line, not as much as Marshall, but. They were able to hit half, seven of fourteen there. And so Marshall falls. They're four and two in league play now. Nine and ten overall. They lose to a team that had not won yet in Sun Belt play. Old Dominion improves to five and thirteen. One five in Sun Belt play. Disappointing game all around for the Thundering Herd. So we're going to break that down. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni in just a few minutes. He was not happy last night. Absolutely not happy. And I think he understands that that's not going to cut it. He didn't even come to his radio interview afterwards. He went directly to the locker room. Coach Klein came out, spoke to the radio audience. Dan had some words to say. We finally got to hear from Dan a little later than we usually do. So we were on the air and the presser was still going on last night during our postgame. Dan definitely was upset with how this one broke down. So it's kind of a it's a mixed bag for Marshall basketball fans. On the one hand, the women are doing fantastic. Coach Caldwell has got this team running on all cylinders, where the men, they've fallen backwards as of late. I mean, it was a good start, 4-0 in league play, but I'm going to be fair and honest with you. I didn't think that they really played a challenging part of the schedule yet. I didn't think that they really played anyone that truly would test them. And I'm also going to concede the fact that I thought Marshall should be Eat Old Dominion. I thought Marshall would win this one. James Madison was the game that I thought was going to be a lot tougher. Now, I'm really concerned about how Marshall's going to perform against James Madison. Are we going to get the team that showed up and did this? Are we going to get a team that can maybe compete with James Madison? I mean, that's a step up in quality. Old Dominion, they've been a good program in the past. They're kind of having a hard time of it right now. Unfortunately for them... But yet, they find a way to win. It was almost a must-win for them. So, we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni in just a few minutes. We'll also get your comments, and we'll do that. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. I hate the fact that Marshall just fell apart in the second half. It wasn't even as a close loss or a mistake here or there. It was just complete and utter Falling apart in this game. So we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. We're also later on going to hear from Kim Caldwell, her squad getting the victory against Old Dominion. We'll hear from Abby Beeman, Meredith Mayer. They're coming up as well. And on the men's side, we're going to get comments from Camden Kerfman. So all that's coming up on this very snowy day. I hope you're safe out there. I hope you're not on the road listening during your drive. Hopefully your drive is happening in your driveway and you are in the house. So thanks for tuning in wherever you're at. Be careful out there. If you're on the road, be safe. Weather conditions are supposed to get worse tonight. When we continue, we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 in AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive,
0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to the drive for this Friday. I'm your host Paul Swan. The Thundering Herd last night suffering a loss, a embarrassing loss against Old Dominion. Marshall in that second half, he got outscored 57 and 28 to lose 91 to 66. Dan D'Antoni last night after the game directly went back with his team to the locker room. Sent Coach Klein out to speak with Steve Cotton during the network broadcast. So. Dan did, after speaking to his team, come and speak with members of the media, and we've got that for you. Dan was upset. He was not happy with the way this team performed. Let's hear Dan D'Antoni's comments from last night.
2: All right. Um, boys, we just look bad. And I said it's going to be a season stop to starts. We went back way back to where we started, which looked very ununited. Un- we weren't meshing together. And I, you know, obviously, at post game, I'm in there talking to him about, you know, what it's better to be a good player on a winning team and trying to be a good player on a losing team. And the difference is, is doing what we do as opposed to trying to make yourself a good player. And we went back to trying to make each. We had too many players trying to make plays instead of play like Marshall, which. You know I have dumped 30 years of my life in there, you know, on them. So I don't know where we'll be. We got to carry this down to James Madison. I don't care whether we win or lose. We got to start playing good basketball. That was bad basketball. Even when we were up four, it was bad basketball. Too many turnovers. We're not running our pick and rolls. We're not. You don't see the effort to do what we're doing. We're just trying to get the ball in space and play really individual basketball. So hopefully we'll, we'll regroup. They'll see the ways I got faith in them. They're good young men. Sometimes everybody, you know, you get a little, uh, going, you, you get a little too big for yourself you play different. So hopefully, and I, I, I think they will, they'll look at what happened and get back to running what we do instead of trying to play really individual space and, and play individual basketball. We're not built for that. We're not good enough. We tried it today, second half especially, but mostly even in the first half. Jacob Connor has got to be more aggressive. I had to get on him last three minutes. He started doing two or three things. We get Nate to the foul line, balls coming off, pick and rolls, perfect. He played a whole ball game. But I don't think he had a shot first half. Can't play like that. He's got to know that. He can't play like that. He's got to be aggressive. Cam kirkman has got to make sure that he, he's not that guy that's doing that. That's Jacob. Get over there. When he does it, knock a shot down. We've, we've got to get to where, you know, we get Nate back to where he's rugged in that middle coming off the pick and rolls. That's where we're good. Obina setting picks, not going down trying to play individual, trying to get a, a nice So instead of daggone, stay in what we do, feed off, let your game feed off of that not the daggone ISOs. Too many ISOs this game, not enough Marshall, obviously. So hopefully, you know, whatever happens to James Madison, I want to see us get back to where we are. If we do that, we're going to be fine.
3: Coach, do you think that's a chemistry issue amongst the guys? Or what do you think's causing that?
2: Individuals thinking their game's a little better than it is. They think that they now got it, you know, that I, I've scored 25 points or 23 points. And I told O'Bain, I said, O'Bain, you don't play like that. I mean, we took a shot, and he's a freshman, but I don't care. Kyson shoots a shot 15 seconds ago in a dead corner. Hits the top of the backboard. What is he doing taking that shot? I have no idea. You know, we took about three or four of them. You know why comes in and he banks, uh, he misses the whole damn goal. Almost back He's a good shooter. So we just got to go. I don't think you know, it's it's the individual thought that it starts with the individual allowing himself to play with the team instead of what he sees. And I've always told him, we're not very good now. If you go, uh, let's see what how many points I can get. Or I, I'm, let me run the. A good example, uh, Jacob Connor's got to run our pick and rolls three times as many as anybody on our team. He has to, he does it, and he does it without mistakes. He's big, he can get it to the world guy. Well, if you got players coming down, they've got the ball, and they're holding it, and then he goes off, trots off to the side, and lets them do it. They're not as good, they're not as good at doing that. But I, I know this if Jacob's coming off. I mean, let's say Cam Coffman runs it. Jacob's over on the sideline. He goes to Jacob. He's not as good as Cam Cam Kirkman over there. Cam Coffman should be over and Jacob should be doing this. But we seem to be doing, uh, you know, we we keep thinking we're going to make plays and we're not disciplined enough to stay in our stuff. I don't think it's a chemistry issue. I think it is a a frame of mind that each person has. And we're going to try to change it. We go to – James Madison. Hopefully, uh, you know we'll we'll play a better brand of basketball. This was not good.
1: Old you do anything tonight that maybe help contribute to the issues
2: tonight? Absolutely nothing. We got to be better. At, uh, we knew what they were doing. Now, once we gave them the win, they, they they're good players. They got they have three guys have scored twenty some points every game. You know, somewhere different places. And we, you know, first half we held them in check a little bit. Then when we started playing the way we we're playing, they get the little win. Next thing, every they get a little confidence. That happens. That's the way basketball is. Now, we got no jumping around, dropping his foot on defense. All you got to do is keep him in front, just back up a step, make pull the thing over a seven three reach. Uh, we got to get better again. I think it's all it's all connected. When you don't come in with the right frame of mind. Your offense is not good. Your defense is not good. Rebounding, loose balls, they got everything. And that's just a frame of mind that we got to change. But I, I did say, I think I've told you, we're going to be stops and starts with this team. We don't have that per- person that has come out here and said, uh, that leader that has led has led in big situations. We lost that last year. We don't have Tavion Kinsey back. We don't have Andy Taylor back. It's going to be a hit and miss a little bit. But I feel confident that these guys, by the end of the year, Jacob's going to be doing the pick and rolls. Cam Kervin's going to be over on the side. O'Bean is going to get himself into what we're doing and not trying to isolate. I thought that uh, Nutter played pretty good. You know, he, he always plays kind of a team game. Uh, I was hoping a little bit more from Kyson than what I got out there. He started out pretty good, and then he went – I don't know where he went. uh, uh, Crawford, you know, obviously, uh, you know, some of the things, you know, he first half, ball there, he picks it up, and he just throws it at the goal. I don't even know what they're doing. Cam uh, uh, – Key Vaughn comes down, the ball's going out of bounds. And all he had to do was throw it on this side. He throws it behind his back the other way, right to him. I, I don't know. I don't know how you fix that, you know. But I, I do know that there is a. When you lose your mojo and you decide to be individualistic, you lose your mojo, crap happens. And it's not good. It's never good. So
3: Now, Coach, a quick turn.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not happy. Okay, seriously. I, I, I'm not happy. But. You know what? I, I like these guys. I think we'll pull it back.
3: And a quick turnaround now. So, what's the message to the guys as you guys get ready for a big well, game in just the forty-eight
2: hours? Nation speech I just gave them. The message has been delivered. Now it's up to them to accept it. You know, it, it all comes down. It, it, you know, coaches can't make plays. You know, it's not. It's not coaches. Players make plays. Now I'm responsible. Who's on the floor? But once they're on the floor, that's them now. they got to play. we got to be better. I mean, we've shown periods to where we're really good. And then we go revert back. And, again, I said that from the beginning. I I didn't know we were going way back. But, uh, you know, we played pretty good against really uh, South Alabama. They played really well. We played pretty good. But but, uh, this game right here, that reminded me of once when we first started it's not good.
1: That's Dan D'Antoni's post-game comments. He was hot, wasn't he? Very upset, did not like the way his team played. We'll hear from Camden Kerfman when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan
0: on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to the drive on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. I'm your host Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's edition of the show. Wherever you're at, last night Marshall falls to Old Dominion ninety one sixty six. We were able to catch up last night during the post game with Camden Kerfman. He had twelve points, four of thirteen in that game, four of twelve from the three point line. Cam. He wasn't happy with the performance either last night. Let's get his comments.
4: Well, uh, no pride in our defense. The defense was trash. Um, didn't keep no one in front. Didn't didn't look like we cared if they scored on us, just looked like trash. Offense, taking bad shots at the bad shot, we get down by a couple points, then we throw up a prayer trash, trash offense. So I mean, no no type of didn't look like we had the mentality we wanted to even win the game. So, that's the result you get when you look like that.
5: You know, um coaches talked about th- this team, um, you know, is is going to have ups and downs this year. Um, h- how do you crawl out of these down moments um, w- when you don't like what you've seen on the floor but have a chance to, uh, to turn right around and, and go back at it again Saturday?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's all mentality. So, it's something that's easily fixable, you know, I mean – we do it in practice every day, and then we come out and we're like a completely different team tonight. I don't know why we would do that, but, I mean, it's easily fixable. We've done it hundreds of times, and then we do something different. But one night we play here. So, I mean, it's not, there's not much to it, to be honest.
5: You guys lead uh, by four at the half. Um, how much did that uh, start to that second half by them? Um, You know, kind of put you guys behind the eight ball.
4: Yeah, I mean they made some tough shots tonight, but defensively you can't say they made some tough shots and then get discouraged and then not not play just as hard as you did the previous possession. Right? You got to keep making them make tough shots. I mean, if they want to shoot tough shots all night and we lose that game that way, that's a different story, but you know, giving them five layups in a row and then being down by 15 is that's that's so different. So,
5: we see um Quick trip, uh, quick turnaround um, down the road to James Madison for Saturday. Uh, obviously, um, they're they're a tough team, tough place to play. You've been there before. Uh, what do you see out of the Dukes um, this season?
4: Oh, um, they play really hard. Um, they got guys, a couple guys that live in the paint. Um, they got a couple good shooters. I think they're a well balanced team. Play hard, and I um, mean, if we want to go down there and win, we got to play the way we're supposed to play and. I mean, I think we can compete with anyone if we do that, but um, we can't come out and play the way we did tonight and expect to beat anyone in our conference. So, you
5: know, with a you know two day turnaround, is that almost one of those situations where you're you're just eager to get back on the court after after a, a performance like this one?
4: Yeah, I mean, we should want to get back on the court right after the like tonight, right after we just played. I mean, and I mean, like, I don't know. I mean. The way we played—if you want to prove people wrong—you need to go do it out as a team, and and go go beat someone that's good, and that's what we have a chance to do.
1: That's Camden Kerfman talking about the game last night with Luke Creasy, who is still on the Zoom. We were on the air at that time, so postgame got pushed back a little bit later than usual because Dan went back to talk to the players earlier in the night. So I hope that translates into a better performance for the next game. We turn our attention to the women. That's coming up on Saturday as well, but last night it was a victory in front of 1,088 fans. Marshall, getting the win against Old Dominion 90-60. to 60. We'll get Kim Caldwell's comments when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN
0: 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's edition. I hope you're safe wherever you may be. It was a rough night last night for the men, but for the women, the team getting a big victory over Old Dominion 90-60. This win marks Marshall's best start in conference play in 35 years with that 6-0 start. Also, the largest margin of victory for Marshall in conference play in five seasons. And believe it or not, Marshall was tied at halftime. But Marshall dominated the second half. Outscored Old Dominion 50-19. Marshall even out-rebounded Old Dominion 43-34. Marshall shot 55% for the game. And Brianna Campbell led all scorers with 24 points. But a couple of standouts we want to talk about. Meredith Mayer had a career-high 20-point performance. Abby Beeman had a triple-double with 15 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists. And Beeman is only the fifth player in NCAA Division I women's basketball to have multiple triple-doubles this season. The victory in front of a good crowd, 1,088 fans Watch this one. Let's first hear from Abby Beeman and Meredith Mayer as they address the media on hand at the Henderson Center.
6: All right, a couple things before we get started really quick. For one, Miss Beeman, triple-double. Yes, uh, 15 ma'am. 15 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. Uh, for Meredith, first 20-point game
7: Actually. at Marshall. I think, <laughs>
6: think she's had a couple on the A3 before that I've seen. But,
3: um, <laughs> Back in the day. First
6: 6-0 and o start since Dave Walsh was about my age. Um, <laughs> no, that was, 88-89 uh, was the last time that they started 6-0 and o in conference play 35 years ago. So, Ooh, only the second time in program history that, that a Marshall women's basketball
7: team has started 6-0. and o. Wow. So, with, got you, man. with that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll let David take it away. <laughs> okay, Meredith, tell me this. What do you mean you had 31-18, five minutes ago in the second quarter, and from that point, that's like they went home. Y'all just <laughs> obliterated them. What? Did y'all flip a switch, or
3: did what? I think um, just hitting shots is a momentum changer. And I think we were just really hype. And I think the team got excited for me. And I think after that, I just kept hitting them. Thanks to Abby for passing it. But yeah, I think it was just a momentum changer. you get three
7: in the third quarter. That,
3: I didn't even know that.
7: You get three in the third, it just really, if there's anything breaking it open, it really got out of hand. <laughs> went boom, 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 and then it's just like Katie barred the door. You just feeling it,
3: or what? I mean, I guess so, yeah. Um, I think my teammates were giving me confidence to shoot the ball, so that always helps. And then Abby was making great pa- passes, as long as, as well as everybody else. Um, so that just kept giving me confidence, and I just kept shooting them, and thank God they went in. I mean. I <laughs> uh,
7: saw so you play in high school. Shooting was, yeah. was terrific. Last year, it a
0: little iffy. What's the difference to this year?
3: I think I've gained a lot of confidence within myself. Um, being a freshman, you have a little bit of nose nerves. Um, so I think having a year under my belt it's really helped. And I mean, we put in a lot of work in the off season. So I think that's really helped me as well. And then just my team giving me confidence as well. I mean, they just, they're constantly feeding me. So it helps. Abby, yeah.
7: what's it, uh, you hear the words, the outscored them, 72-29. Can you imagine that? <laughs> if I just told you that, would you have said, when the start of the day you would do that for this team, would you? Have?
8: believed it, and how fun was that? Yeah, I might be lying if I said that's something that I would expect to happen, um, considering how defen- how good their defense is as well. But I just think we're a resilient group. We got down, and we knew we had to kind of put our foot on the gas and get going. And then once we got going, I think the momentum and the crowd and us hitting shots carried us through to the end. So big time win for us, Um, happy we could outscore them. But I do think we still got a slow start. So um, yeah, good win.
0: Have you had a triple-double in
7: college?
8: Uh, I had one other one this year, but that was like my first time ever. So I never had one in, like high school or my previous school. Oh, so yeah. What's
7: it like when you go three times? <laughs> it says,
8: yeah and, that, and then plus runs. you win by
7: 30 i mean it's just, is, that yeah. the, is that the cherry on the cake so to speak or
8: whatever yeah yeah i would say definitely the triple double might be the cherry on top just because the win's more important but you know it feels good but i said this before and, and i'll keep harping on it like i don't get that if they don't make shots if meredith doesn't make her threes like i don't get an assist so it's half me half them um i try to keep my shooter up here she was hitting <laughs> them so i try to find her. But yeah, it feels good, and I just want to do whatever I could to get the win. With having Mo out, I try to step up on the boards. And then, like I said, just always finding my teammates and getting them involved, it makes us hard to guard.
6: Abby, I'll, I'll ask something really quick. You know, Mary last week hit a couple shots early that got you all going on the road. Right. Did you see this coming for her a little bit, that, that she was starting to find her rhythm, and you all were building that chemistry on the court together?
8: Yeah, I'd say for sure. One thing about her, we just always try to keep her confident. She can get down on herself. I think she holds herself to a high standard. But as long as she's confident, no matter how many she misses, keep letting them fly. You got to, I always say repetition creates discipline and I think she's in the gym a lot. And so whenever it's time to shoot it, she's already shot hundreds of them and there's a good chance they're going to go in.
6: Marita, for you you played in an AAU system that I've known has a long time <laughs> and it's very, very similar, mm-hmm. up and down, fast pace, getting shots up. Does this sort of get you back to, to when, you know, things were just flowing you can't really think about it, you just go
3: with it? Yeah, definitely, especially if you mess up and stuff. I mean, like Abby said, you just got to keep going. But, I mean, it also brings me back to high school too because we did a lot of press defense and stuff, so I think it's just bringing back memories and I think um, it's a lot different from last year, so I get to kind of go back to my old roots and it's just very familiar.
7: Can you feel it when a team just is gassed the style of play? I mean, there was a point, I think, in the third quarter, they're just like, this is not human what you guys are doing to that.
3: No, for sure. Definitely. Especially when they start getting foul troubles, they just start fouling when they get tired. So I think that helped us a lot.
6: I got to ask you because being the older guy at the group, too. <laughs> <laughs> from, oh. yeah, <laughs> but having covered both of y'all in high school, like what Tim has, like what Dave has, did y'all face each other in high school? So is, it kind of, uh, <laughs> is this kind of like a. Uh, Merge back of all right, enemies turn friends kind of. Should I tell the story? Yeah,
8: let me just say yeah. this. <laughs> Mare and I go way back. I faced her when she was at Grafton, before she even went to Fairmont Senior. So I remember her as a little freshman. I think I was a senior. So yeah, we kind of go way back and it's kind of a little reunion, I guess. But yeah, I always saw talent in her. I remember, no offense to Grafton, but they didn't have a lot of talented <laughs> players. And Mare was already their best player as a freshman. So it's pretty cool having two West Virginia kids play together and we got a few more on the roster. But it's definitely um, yeah, a cool thing and I love playing with her.
6: One more for me, and I'll, I'll try and be way. But um, you look at halftime in this game as knotted up. Obviously, Mo has been your all's physical mm-hmm. presence, kind of a leader on the court uh, for you all in a lot of ways, especially down low. What do you all say to each other at halftime to turn this around? Because ODU was obviously trying to be physical with you all.
3: Um, definitely got to be pre- – we got to have more presence on the boards because, I mean, she obviously helped us out a lot there. Um, so, I mean, we knew we had to pick that up on, at halftime. So, I mean, we talked to ourselves and we were like going in um, to the second half, we were just like we got to pick that up for her and for us.
7: It's so good to see Coastal again after, I guess, what, there'll be seven days that you saw him last time. Yeah. It didn't, didn't take long to kind of look back at the game tape and kind of see what you need to that because that was tough down there, but, you, you know, you pulled away late.
8: Uh, Yeah, I think, you know, they're a familiar face, obviously. And we know they're physical. They're going to crash hard as well. So that's a battle we got to win on Saturday. But I think our group's excited to face them again. I don't think we we gave them our best shot last time. So um, we're looking forward to getting them at home and to keep protecting home court.
1: Now let's hear from Victoria's head coach, Kim Caldwell, about the win.
9: I was really pleased with that win. That's a great team that we just played. It's very unfortunate that we have to play them again. Um, But I thought we were relentless. I thought we were tough. I thought we played at a level I haven't really seen us play. um, so we're getting better, and hopefully we can continue to build off of that momentum. Well,
0: you said you know, we haven't taken down a big dog yet. You, you took down a big dog. That's going to be
9: a huge Yeah, I think so. Um, it doesn't get any easier. We have a really big rematch on Saturday. I, Coastal almost got us, so hopefully we have a, a chip on our shoulder playing them because that will be a tough game. It will be a very different game. Um, so enjoy this one for a very short period of time and, and get back to work.
7: After Kentucky's win last night, Coach Cow says uh, it's, it's nice to win a rock fight. Is this a kind of, kind of a rock fight game for you guys to to test their metal? And they you know, showed it after I think the.
9: The final run was 72-29. Yeah, I think the first half, it was kind of going their way. It looked a little bit like their practice and not ours, and we wanted it to be an up-and-down game. And so I think that we were able to kind of force the tempo more the second half, um, and that's when things started to really open up for us. But, yeah, I get that. <laughs> you came out of the
0: press for a while. We just played half-court defense. Tell me about
9: that. We didn't do that until the very end. If you saw us playing half-court defense, we weren't supposed to be. But it was. <laughs> it was probably. It was probably because we weren't hitting shots, yeah. and it's hard to press when you're not hitting shots. Do you feel it when
7: the other team just is out? Yeah. And, and is that when? You just-
9: the even more. Yeah, because we're still fresh at that point. And so we really want to break teams down. And we haven't had good fourth quarters, um, probably our last three games. we think we've lost our fourth quarter. And that's not what we do in this program. And so to have a fourth quarter where it's 30 to 10, that means that we did what we needed to do. Where did that gas feeling begin to, to, to show Um, When they had a couple of unforced turnovers where they just threw it out of bounds, and then when they started to miss layups um, that, that were kind of wide open. But more so when the team just starts to kind of sail it out of bounds, we know that we're speeding them up a little bit much and they don't have the legs to get back in front of it.
6: The technical foul, you can see uh are
9: frustration. Yeah, I didn't miss it. I didn't get to see the technical <laughs> foul. <file. laughs> but, you know, we do have to improve our foul shooting. I think that this win is even bigger if we do hit our foul shots. So that's something we talked about in the locker room, too. So making sure that we're in the gym getting getting foul shots up.
7: I thought the night Meredith had, especially three threes in the third quarter that that's when y'all went
9: off and left them. Yeah, and Meredith. And
7: another one ahead, and it's
9: like, see it. I'm beyond proud of Meredith. She has just gotten better and better and better, and her confidence has gotten better. Um, and we talked before the game how I needed a little bit more out of her tonight, and she, she took that challenge and, and ran with it.
0: Her shooting as a freshman wasn't real good it. she was in high school. Now she's back to what she was in
9: high school. What's, what's the difference? I think the way we play kind of is tailored to how she played in high school. She pressed in high school. She played fast and so uh, five out. And so it's a little, probably a little more comfortable for her um, to be able to play this way. And we have a few people, her and, and Aerie, were just kind of naturals. They played fast in high school, and so they, they were a little bit uh, ahead of everyone.
6: When you look at you look at this game and ODU obviously is a physical team, you knew that before, you know, you knew you'd be down one tonight. For everybody else to go in to have time to step up, what what did they say to rally around each other and how proud are you that they were able to step up and, and it seemed like a really physical Marshall team out there tonight
9: too? Yeah, I, I don't know what was said, but I know that there was some definite leadership because I think that this was a relentless effort and it was coming from they willed it they just played hard um, because there was a lot of times where we could have folded we were down 13 it looked like we were never going to be able to score and they didn't blink and then we were 34 at halftime we we're that's uncomfortable for us and they still just came out and they just continued to do what we do and so I am sure that we had a lot of leadership in there and again I'm, I'm proud of this one
6: I must uh, speak to the culture of the team at it- and the familiarity that they're starting to build with each other after the
9: first episode. I think more so that, that they're they're getting used to it and they're getting confident because I don't think we would have had any leadership early on. They would have not just known, wouldn't have known what quite to say. And now they just, they know what to do. They know where people are. They're starting to figure each other out. And we knew it would take a while. And so they're continuing to grow. It's We're not perfect and we're not the greatest and we're not going to win every game. But they are getting better. And I think tonight was a really big... Uh, statement for that
0: somebody told you you'd, you'd beat that team
9: as physical as they are by 30 without Mahogany I say no <laughs> absolutely not I was sick to my stomach before the game um, didn't think it was going to go that way at all and so I think that's a, a reason why why I'm so proud of it and I think they are too to have a, a win a statement win of a team that they didn't beat last year that was one of the two teams that swept them um, I think that they're pumped up about that as well
1: That's Marshall head coach Kim Caldwell about Marshall's victory last night, 90-60 over Old Dominion. As I said, the win marks Marshall's best start in conference play in 35 years with a 6-0 record. Caldwell describing the team's performance as relentless. Talked about their toughness as well. So good win for the Thundering Herd. Marshall keeping it going. 6-0 in league play. If they keep this up, they might be the odds-on favorite to win the tournament. Still a lot of basketball to be played. Hope you're being safe out there on this snowy Friday edition of The Drive. Thanks for being a part of it. Don't forget, we're going to have basketball action for you tomorrow on 93 7 The Dog, as we're going to have NFL action all weekend long right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive. Don't forget, you can find the show anytime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And you can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe, stay dry, and stay warm. We'll be back with you on Monday here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.